Worlds. Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 26, 2019, I'm Broadway World's Matt Samanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, I mean, I'm not asking you for anything in reciprocity, but you think maybe you could uh, do me a favor that is totally normal and fine and not a big deal at all? Sure. I mean, just as long as nobody finds out about it, no one blows a whistle on it? Just between you and me? Just between you and me and a whistleblower who decided to turn in a report. Mm, yeah. no? That's no? all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'll, uh, or maybe that favor could be that people could go over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio and uh, contribute a little bit to us uh, on a monthly basis. That would be much appreciated. There will actually be some quid pro quo with that too, James. What are What's the status of the perks for the well, Patreon? You know how time is a flat circle. Yes, so, I say uh, it often, yes. Yeah, that, that Monday-Tuesday deadline blew right by us. What we're trying to do is we're going to uh, – did, did I tell anybody this or did we just discuss it internally do, about the I, early I think releases? He, yeah, I think I don't think that's been said publicly. Publicly? So we'll tell you here right now that um, what I'm working on on Patreon from the technology side is for people who are – are supporting Broadway Radio through Patreon are going to be able to get our shows early, like today on Broadway, like we're recording on Wednesday night about 8.45 p.m., and we'll get this uploaded and posted about 9.30 p.m., and uh, and that's normally when it's available to the general public. But in the future, when I can figure this out, what will happen is that today on Broadway will be available for people who are just uh, normal Apple podcast subscribers that don't support us on Patreon. They'll get it at 8 a.m. the next morning, but you'll have gotten it the night before. And those are the types of things that we're trying to do. And um, we also want to work out some privacy issues. There's a number of people on Patreon that are supporting us that said that they don't really want to be called out. So... I do want to call out a bunch of people, but I want to check with everybody first before we call them out and say, thank you so much for supporting us, uh, person XYZ. So yeah, we're, a number of the typical Patreon type of things, we're going to give you early access to stuff and publicly thank you for stuff and do a few other things. So uh, that's what I'm working towards. Awesome. Can't wait for that to happen. Excellent. So what do we have in show and casting news? All right, James. Yesterday, we had two fairly compelling stories released. The first has to do with the previously announced musical adaptation of the 1980s film Working Girl. We already knew that music icon and Tony winner Cindy Lauper would be writing the score, but when originally announced, Kim Rosenstock was going to be writing the book. However, yesterday we learned that she would be departing due to scheduling conflicts and that stage and screen scribe Bridget Carpenter would be replacing her. For theater fans, Carpenter is most well known for writing the book for Disney's Freaky Friday musical. Ooh. She also did the uh, the Hulu adaptation of the Stephen King story um, eleven uh, eleven oh I can't remember the date that JFK was shot eleven twenty something something sixty was something something eleven twenty two sixty three. She also worked on Friday Night Lights, um, so she's done a lot on both stage and screen. Now, what is probably the connection here because of her Freaky Friday um, work is that the production also announced its director, and that is Tony winner Christopher Ashley, 
who helmed Freaky Friday when it toured and had its uh, out-of-town tryouts and all of the – not out-of-town tryouts because it had no intention of coming to Broadway, but had multiple stops before it toured. Uh, An out-of-town developmental production of Working Girl is being planned for the 2021 and 2022 season, but that's really all the details we got at this point, James. Now – James, we often talk about these movie musical adaptations and there being a bunch of dudes uh, working on them. Obviously, Christopher Ashley, a dude. But despite the fact that there was some turnover in terms of the book writer, both of the creators of the show, both of the writers of the show are women. So yay for progress. Yay, progress. Very exciting. Uh, these are supposedly global properties that you want to play all around the world like you know phantom of the opera plays all around the world chicago plays all around the world all these other properties play all around the world but it's great that we're moving forward but it doesn't quite look like the rest of the world yet and let's hope we get there yeah well we had something else that was really exciting yesterday james from a show hoping to get to broadway to another one that will be on broadway for a long time yesterday wicked made a historic announcement and historic and historic it's weird, but it's an historic is the prop. You can I'm not going to say that. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. Okay. Um, I just want to get letters, and we don't get yeah. letters, do we? Uh, I, if I get letters, they go in the circular file. Um, but yes, a historic announcement as stage and screen star Alexandra Billings will take over the role of Madame Morrible in the Broadway production beginning on January 20th of next year. Billings, who came to fame, amongst other things, on the Amazon show Transparent, made her Broadway debut in The Nap a few seasons ago. Now, James, I can't 100% confirm this, uh, but I've seen others say it on the social media, and I thought about it for a while and I could not think of anything else. But apparently Billings is believed to be the first openly trans performer to replace in a cis role on Broadway, which is pretty incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, good for David Stone, Mark Platt and Universal um, for, for doing this. We've recently had our first uh, Glinda of color, even though she hasn't gone on too many times since she's the standby. Um, and now we're having a trans performer in a non-trans role. So I think that, again, yay progress. And uh, this is fantastic. And I, uh, Billings has performed on stage quite a bit and done some musicals. But we also know that the Transparent season finale is actually a musical movie, which our friend Queen Leslie Margarita is actually in as well. So um, apparently that's already been filmed. So apparently Alexandra is doing quite a bit of singing at this point in her career. That's awesome. I'm, I'm loving the, these stories. This is great. What do we have up uh, next? We have critics review the WP Theater and second stages are Dear Dead Drug Lord. Yeah, this is a, a new play that opened up earlier this week, uh, as we talked about in the, uh, the this week's theatrical schedule. It was written by Alexis Shear and directed by Whitney White. Uh, it is taking place at the WP Theater Uptown. Uh, it stars Carmen Berkeley, Daniel Duque Estrada, Alyssa May Gold, Rebecca Jimenez, Michaela Perez, and Malika Samuel. Uh, in this fierce and feverish world premiere comedy, a gang of teenage girls gathers in an abandoned treehouse to summon the ghost of Pablo Escobar. And the reviews were interesting, James. They were a little bit um, 
all not all over the place, but they kind of differentiated themselves from each other. Ben Brantley from The New York Times said, quote, each cast member defines her role with an intensity and individuality that are equally funny and scary. And you are always conscious, as you must be, of the combustible chemistry generated by this combination of distinctive, separate personalities longing to cohere into a whole. Sounds like great praise for the entire cast. Now, Sarah Holdren of Vulture had a, a few more issues with the show. She said, quote, the thing is to talk about our dear dead drug lord at all. I need to be able to talk about the last 20 minutes because that's where theatrically and morally the play both makes its biggest bid for self-definition and utterly collapses. Yeah. Sheer is trying or at least happy to shock, but her play muscles its way into territory. That's something other than fierce, intense, unapologetic, transgressive, all these words that we use to praise big, scary gestures on stage. In the name of fem feminism and liberation, our dear dead drug lord ends up in a spat of violent solipsism. Now, Raven Snook, who was writing for Time Out in New York, gave the show four to five stars and completely disagreed with Sarah Holdren, writing, quote, under Whitney White's energetic direction, Samuel and the adorable Gold mostly serve as comic relief to Berkeley and Jimenez's fierce alpha females. Their excellent acting sells some of Shear's wonkier bits, especially the talk about 9-11 and Obama's election, which don't convince as teen speak. But just when you think you know where the play is heading, there is a disorienting coup de teatre that leaves you shaken. Our dear dead drug lord isn't for the faint of heart but neither is coming for age. Uh, this is one, James, that I've said it, it's running through October 20th, and I was hoping for some reason that it would extend like a month, which I don't think is you know generally possible for the smaller off-Broadway houses. But um, it's very compelling. Just that idea of, of, of a group of girls in 2019 summoning the ghost of Pablo Escobar, that's, that's an interesting premise to me. And it sounds like there's something interesting that happens at the end, but apparently it doesn't necessarily work for everybody what's it was it on today on broadway or this week on broadway we talked about this and i said they should land a helicopter yeah that was here yeah it was here yeah. um and, and somebody e emailed me and asked me about that they said what are you talking about he escaped from prison by landing a helicopter and uh not not a miss saigon reference no but i was thinking that 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 atlanta theater company could do this show our dear <laughs> you know Serenby, yeah, Sarah, yeah, they, you know, they they landed a helicopter for Saigon. They could certainly do something yeah. very interesting with our dear dead drug lord. Yeah, they sunk a they sunk a boat for Titanic too. Yeah, so. yeah, and you know, uh, what has happened with the uh, tangentials, uh, the Titanic revivals, and the Secret Garden revivals? We should get we should have a show of catching up on the they rumors did. that that never happened. Uh, that would that might be a good Patreon show. Yeah, we'll make Broadway sure. Radio After Dark. Yeah, and only released on Patreon. Just Patreon. There you go. All right. Yep. So, what do we have in the recommendation section? All right, I've got two things. Um, first up is a, a the announcement for what Broadway HD is bringing to its streaming service in October. On October first, they are bringing the much beloved. Uh, film version of the na first national tour of Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, starring Angela Lansbury and George Hearn. That comes again on October 1st. Then on October 10th, they have a stage adaptation from, or a, a, I'm sorry, a BBC adaptation of the play version of The Diary of Anne Frank. Then 
on October 17th. Get ready, musical theater fans, because we have the Hoff in Jekyll and Hyde. Nice. The, this capture of the fairly long-running musical also features Colleen Sexton, Andrea Rivette, and Kelly O'Hara early in her career. James, that's uh, maybe you want to watch that, maybe not. Interesting. Um, yeah, then on October 24th, they will be bringing the 2017 Stratford Festival production of Macbeth. Then on Halloween itself, they will uh, bring the 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 Changeling, which stars Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Mung, uh, McGovern. So uh, some very good stuff coming, some pretty scary stuff coming to Broadway HD in October. And then there's a great article from Deep Tran, uh, Broadway radio uh, former guest on my uh, Tony Omnibus episode where she writes about off off Broadway theater and the fact that in many cases, the people who are doing this tiny off off Broadway theater aren't making any money and they have to be able to do this stuff that is really inventive and really forward thinking and groundbreaking while also working a day job. And it's really, really interesting. It, st- it sparked a lot of controversy or not controversy conversation online about the really small theater that happens around the country and how sometimes that's the, the, the stuff that where you really get the most compelling theater, uh, not at the big regional theaters, not on Broadway, but the tiny, tiny spaces where people are doing it more or less for free. So it's a great read. Um, we always love deep stuff and, and, and uh, the looks she has at things that are a little bit uh away from our eye so uh great great read so watch some broadway hd read a little american theater and go from there all right what do we have in other news all right yesterday the macarthur foundation announced its 2019 genius fellows the macarthur fellowship is a six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar no strings attached award to extraordinary talent and creative individuals as an investment in their potential. Included in the group this year is Brooklyn theater artist Annie Dorson. Congratulations. Drinks are on you. Uh, Also on Wednesday, the Broadway production of Chicago announced that singer, actress, and real housewife of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, will be joining the cast as Roxy Hart for 12 weeks beginning on January 6th and running through March 29th. Now, in addition to her appearances on The Real Housewives and a number of other TV shows as well, apparently Jane has nine songs that have hit number one on the U.S. Billboard dance chart. Mm. So she's not just like some housewife who you know, decided that she wanted to be a countess and a singer. Um, but she has some uh, actual uh, experience and she's a New York Times bestselling author. Who knew? Uh, and finally, yesterday, Disney announced that the one and only Uncle Jesse himself, John Stamos, will reprise his Hollywood Bowl role as Chef Louie in their Little Mermaid Live on November 5th that will air on ABC. And Graham Phillips will play Prince Eric. Now, if you're thinking, I know that name, Graham Phillips, who is he? TV fans might know him as Zach Florick, um, the son of the good wife, uh, um, Juliana Margulies on the show, The Good Wife. And theater fans might know him as Evan Goldman in the original Broadway production of 13, James. So uh, I feel like we've had a lot of 13 conversations here in the last uh, week or so because we talked about Netflix making a version of that. So John Stamos, Graham Phillips, heading to ABC and The Little Mermaid. We have a lot of six and 13 conversations. A lot of numbers. A lot of numbers. One, ten in the shade. Yeah. Play that. Play those numbers. Play those numbers. Oh, John Stamos. What happened to Aunt Becky? What happened? Oh, well. We're going to find out fairly soon, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Five to ten. Five, five, two more numbers. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Ah, we should have lost the musical. Anybody uh, out there is a big Lost fan? Anybody I, out there? I, yeah, I, ironically, they we just celebrated the anniversary of Lost's um, uh, premiere on ABC, and Sci-Fi, the network Sci-Fi, released a podcast called Through the Looking Glass, a Lost Retrospective, which includes Sci-Fi Wire's senior producer Tara Bennett and renowned TV critic Maureen Ryan, who is one of my favorite TV critics. Um, they It's, it's going to be like a five or six episode series, a podcast series, looking at the importance of Lost and looking at the shows, the high concept, the, story, the serialized storytelling. Um, just downloaded the first episode yesterday. I haven't listened to it yet, but ironic that you brought up Lost. Uh, I was going there in my mind as well with the... Uh, with Hurley's numbers, but I couldn't think of the numbers off the top of my head. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Matt, get us out of here. All right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And I think Matt and Ashley, you're going to take you into the weekend is that correct uh, as far as i know yeah as far as i know and i will just be sitting here every 49 minutes plugging these numbers into the machine <laughs> very well done very well done james i love that also uh you can also plug some numbers into patreon.com slash broadway radio if you are so inclined uh and maybe eventually that flat circle of time will get you off the island and get james uh to put up some perks for uh contributors so I'm going to follow the smoke. Yeah. Smoke monster is real, man. But why is there a polar bear? I never understood the polar bear. Polar bear was very controversial. I one of my...